Listen, I'm excited today to continue um, what is a, a pretty lengthy series for us. Usually our message series revolve somewhere around in the four to five Sunday ballpark. But uh, on the subject matter at hand, uh, we're looking at about a nine-week series. And if it is your first time, um, I think you'll be able to slide in real quick. You'll be able to engage with me. Uh, we're in a series over, over what's called the fruit of the Spirit. And so whether you're new to the faith or been in the faith and following Jesus for a long season of life, these are really characteristics of Christ followers. And in case you haven't realized, Christ followers aren't perfect, all right? There's no, there's no perfect. There was one, and his name was Jesus, and his followers sure do try, amen? But we do fall forward in a lot of the ways. But Paul, the apostle, one of the earliest church planters, he would come after Jesus' death. He would, he would kind of get radically saved on a journey from, from Jerusalem down to Damascus, and he encountered Christ, and his life changed forever. Well, several years on, he's still preaching Jesus, he's planting churches, and he's writing a letter to one of the churches he planted, and he's talking with him about what it looks like, listen, what it means and, and how you're characterized as a Christ follower, and it's called the fruit of the Spirit, meaning the fruit of God's work in and through your life, and so I don't know if you've ever wondered what it looks like from the outside looking in on being a Christian, but these fruits should be somewhere on the scene. They are, you can follow along with me, out of Galatians 5, to 23. They are love, they are joy, they are peace, they are patience, they are kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Paul would actually say against such things, listen, there's no law. If these are at play and if we're like staying in step with the Spirit, these should be on the scene. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I'm sure you've encountered Christ followers and uh, it was the opposite of these nine traits. And to which I'll say, listen, we're all in process. Like, we're still being formed into the likeness of Christ. It's a, it's a little bit like um, my, my wife and I, we are training our daughters up. Um, not only in the ways of Christ, but, but just in life in general. And there's certain things we um, prioritize. There's certain things we think are important. We're, we're, there's certain things we, we ask for them to respond and to react and to treat people. Well, the same is happening for you and for me as we follow Jesus. Like we are being trained by the Holy Spirit. Like I'm, I'm not going to take a poll but we're going to talk about patience today. How many of you feel like groaning? Like we weren't born with patience. Maybe some of you were. I can see some of you were. But some of you are about to elbow the person next to you. Because you know patience doesn't just happen. We're in a fast food kind of culture. We're used to getting things quickly. I love my favorite subscription is our Amazon Prime subscription. Because you can get last-minute needs in 48 hours. You can get books, you can get shows, you can get pretty much anything so rapidly. And it's a bit of an impatient vibe we have that requires those things. But what, what Paul's saying is he's like, look, 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 look. If you're following Jesus, 
some of these things are going to be on the scene. And it's not a matter of having a personality that fits the mold. It's not a matter of, you know, what's your Enneagram? What's your Myers-Briggs? You know, what's your disc profile? Like, are you an introvert or extrovert? No, Paul hasn't, society hasn't even had one of those thoughts. All Paul is saying is if you follow Jesus and the Holy Spirit's at work in you, over time, these fruit are produced. So I'm happy to say you've come to Hillside at a good time. I'm a lot more patient than I was when we first started. And I appreciate your patience in my life. And so we're going to go on a journey today and looking at this subject of patience. Christopher Wright, in his book, Cultivating the Fruit of the Spirit, he kind of leans into the patience between you and I. So this isn't necessarily our patience towards God or God's patience towards us. This is our patience serving, loving, treating one another. So he frames patience this way. We can bring up the slide. It's this. The ability to endure for a long time whatever opposition and suffering may come our way. And to show perseverance without wanting retaliation or revenge. Oof. The ability to put up with the weaknesses and Christopher Wright, he's a, he's a Brit, so he uses the word foibles. That's another message for another time. The ability to put up with the weaknesses and foibles of others, including other believers, and to show forbearance toward them without getting quickly irritated or angry enough to want to fight back. One of my hopes for you is that Over time, the Lord's work in your life produces patience. So that as we leave this place, I want you to think about your day-to-day, your week-to-week relationships, but that you, of all things, would be what's called a calming presence into the chaos of the world. That, listen, you're going to be in uh, McDonald's, and that poor drive-thru attendant has heard all of the words in the dictionary, and she's only been there for 10 minutes. But then you pull up, and you know what? They messed your order up. They put the mayo on when there was to be no mayo. They went ahead and did the regular Coke when you called for a Diet Coke, because nothing goes with a double cheeseburger, a supersized fry like a Diet Coke, somebody. All right? But here you are. They don't know what they're about to get. They're about to get the calming presence of the Holy Spirit in their life. Like, everybody's been a jerk. But then Pastor Paul shows up to the McDonald's drive-thru. Now he does. Ten years ago, not so much, okay? But my hope, I mean this. I mean this legitimate. Forgive the drive-thru. Think about your coworkers, right? Think about your family. For goodness sake, those married here. Think about your spouse. That now, listen, not in your own strength, but with your effort coupled with the work of the Holy Spirit, patience can slowly but surely be produced in your life. So here's what I want to do with our time remaining. I'm going to share two perspectives. The first 
is a biblical perspective, but then I've learned over time I also needed a personal perspective when it comes to patience. So I want to tell you a couple things about God. That's really the one we're all here for today. Let me share a couple things about your God and his heart towards you. Because you need to know God is patient towards you. He's not up in the sky, as some people claim, with a baseball bat behind his back. The moment you mess up, impatiently hammering down on your hand or smacking you upside the head. That may have been your experience growing up, but that is not who God is, okay? I want to share a little bit of this biblical perspective. Patience requires... A biblical perspective. Like if we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus, we need some of the biblical context. So here's, here's a couple, couple different passages. God is slow to anger. Whew, aren't you grateful for that? So here's a little thing. My dad was godlike in this way. So I am the youngest of three. I have uh, two sisters. One is eight years older than me. One is six years older than me. You'll have to interview them for their experience. But by the time I came along, I was capable. I don't know if y'all have had this gift, but at a young age, I was capable of infuriating my parents from time to time. But my dad and mom had studying some good old parenting books, Christian parenting books. And one of the lines was, never discipline when you're angry. And so I don't know if y'all encountered this, but this was my encounter. So I would do something infuriating. I'd get sent to my room, and I was told to wait. Like, Paul, wait. I mean, the spanking is coming, but we got to wait so I don't spank you, you know, discipline you when I'm angry. And, and you know, I was like, well, why don't you just hit me right now? Like, like just spank me, and it's done and dusted. We're good. And so my dad, so I'd be like in my room, like it'd be 10 minutes. Yeah, I'd be 15 minutes, and I'm thinking, did he forget about me? Did he, is it, did he get distracted? You know, I'd be like peering out of the room. Can I dart? Can I make my escape? But it's a, it's a picture of, listen, I want to tell you, it's a picture of God with you. Certainly, please don't misinterpret that. God's not about to start spanking you, okay? Let me, let me be clear on that. But God is, is slow to anger. He's slow with his judgment towards the earth. I mean, I can't think... Or I can, excuse me, think of so many times I've tripped up, so many mistakes I've made, so many failures, so to speak, in the kingdom and the way I've treated. And man, my goodness, uh, patience was not on the scene, but yet how patient God was with me and how patient God was towards me. Psalm 103 verses 8 and 10, David is giving us a glimpse into the nature of God and he says this, the Lord is compassionate and gracious. Slow to anger, here it is, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. It's the beautiful generosity of heaven towards us. Like that on our worst day, the love of God was there. Paul would write in one of his other letters, you know, he would say, like, man, when I was steeped and stuck in sin, Christ died for me. When I deserved death, life was given. When I deserved judgment, 
the mercy of God prevailed. So it's a remarkable, remarkable picture of God's love. And I think if we're gonna if we're gonna move, if we're gonna lean, if we're gonna move forward step by step, staying in step with the Spirit, we should not be surprised that some of God's characteristics become our characteristics with how we treat one another, how we're so forgiving with others, and how we treat those closest to us. We can begin to practice slow to anger. Slow to anger. I want you to think about that. That may not have been your experience. Your first formation in your family of origin, you may be like, we practiced impatience and anger and discord. Well, Sorry about that. Welcome to the new family in Christ that practices unity, peace, forgiveness, patience. We're not perfect, but it's what we're after. And here's the beauty. Part of that is understanding we're patient because God is patient towards us. Micah 7, 18 through 11, another one of the prophets, he says, who is a God like you? So they're looking at all the other nations, right? They're taking in the Assyrians. They're looking at some of the other empires. And none of the gods are like the God of Israel. And Micah's like, who's like you? Who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You don't stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. Y'all calm down. You're way too worked up. Take a step back. Just just breathe. Listen, listen. Your heavenly father on your worst day, your worst moment, when you feel you're in a corner and everybody's turned their back and pointed their finger towards you. Hear this. God delights to show mercy. He delights to show mercy. Mercy. He delights to show mercy. He's patient with us. You will again have compassion on us, Micah says. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. God is so patient. He's so kind towards us. Another term, another example of the God-like patience is that there's a willingness to carry the weight of sin. And God was willing to carry the weight of our sin. He's willing to carry the weight of our problems, our difficulties that oftentimes we've created. God is willing to carry the weight of that. A couple passages out of Isaiah. I've not burdened you with grain offerings, nor wearied you with demands for incense, but you have burdened me with your sins and wearied me with your offenses. Then Isaiah 53, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all, for he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. That's our God towards us. Here is one of the critical dynamics of being a Christ follower. You ready? Brace yourselves. It's not all about you. God didn't just want to get to you. Through you, he wants to share his love with the world around us. 
And so on one hand, we're overwhelmed by his patience towards us. But on the other hand, faith without works is what? Flatlined. It's got no life. It's dead. So the invitation from God is we've now got to extend that patience towards others. Now, your wiring may be different than mine. I love dwelling on God's patience. And I love spending time there. And I'd like to say, I appreciate when he doesn't require it of me. And extending that. But time and time again, he reminds me, Paul, you got to be patient. you got to slow down. And here, I want to share a little bit that has helped me is patience requires a personal perspective. This may be the most helpful part of the message for you. There's two things God started showing me a long time ago in my faith walk. People are in pain. People are in process. And as a good pastor, I gave you both peace. Okay? People are in pain. Say that word with me together. One, two, three. Pain. People are in pain. People are in process. May not be talking about you. Let's spend some time talking about your coworkers, talking about your extended family. All right? Don't, we don't have to make it about you, make it about those near you. People are in pain. Matthew 9:36. This is Jesus. This is the one we follow. This is the one we love. Seeing the crowds, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and downcast, like sheep without a shepherd. Like me on a good day, I know the people in the drive-thru that are holding up my coffee order, they're in pain. On a bad day, man, I'm laying on the horn, you know, I'm thinking, where are they? What's going on? I'm impatient. But on a good day, I can remember, man, the people I'm about to encounter today, there's a good chance they've experienced pain. And a video helped with this. And we're going to show it to you. In just a second. See what we did there? Here you go.
That's right. That's not me crying in a Chick-fil-A ad. That's you. That's a, a video Chick-fil-A, the organization, shows to all of their employees intentionally. And I think how much more the church can be a witness of the lives that come in here and the lives that we interact with outside of these four walls. But it requires, and for me, it required, it didn't happen overnight, it required a pivot in my perspective. Because I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest, sometimes when my problems are the only problems I see, if I'm not careful, I can magnify them. Notice this, here I can see you. But if I magnify my problems to take priority in my life, keep this in mind, the closer they get, the more all-consuming they become, guess what? I can't see any of you. And patience requires a perspective. It doesn't say, listen, live like there's no problems. Live like there's no difficulties. It just requires to, to step back and to keep in mind that, that others are on the scene as well. And others are, are in the room as well. And to use our voice... And to use our actions to build a bridge of life where the grace and the mercy of Christ can flow to others. And that, it, it, it pulls us, if you will, it pulls us up. And I, I remember Matthew 9.36, it, it, it just shifted some of my perspective because it, it showed just some of the personality of Jesus. Because, you know, I grew up in the church, so hearing that Jesus lived, died, resurrected, and ascended, it's kind of okay. I've been hearing that week in and week out, and may I continue to for all my days. But nonetheless, when that verse came alive to me, it, it kind of caught me off guard. It, it showed a side of Jesus that noticed the people, the story that they were bringing to the table, so he knew how to love and minister to them. So people are in pain. That video painted it well, didn't it? That every story is there and the face we see, the interaction we get. There may be some masks involved and over the time, over the years, those masks may peel away, but we want to create a, a, a culture where grace, right? And unity, and hear this, where God's patience is involved. Because it could be too quick for us to respond and react how culture does. So God invites us, no, you're not called to live in a culture of chaos. I've called you to live in a culture of peace where patience can abound. So people are in pain. And the other one is people are in process. No one is the finished product. We are all being transformed. I mean, some of you parents, I'm just scraping the surface but, uh, surface, but I know some of you with your teenagers and your young adults. Come on. Aren't you glad they didn't remain a teenager forever? You know? Some of you are like, no, I, I want them to remain. But I'm glad that we grow. We're, we're, we're moving from season to season to season to season in our lives. And, and people are the same. They're doing the same thing. They're in process. They're growing. They're learning. 
They're deciphering. We're all trying to follow Jesus. We're all wanting to walk in his ways. But hear this. In the culture of a church and the church in a community, it requires patience. It doesn't happen overnight. People's lives aren't transformed. I know I've shared this this dated analogy often, but I think it's just a good example. When you think of the matrix and this this moment, I'm not going to try to impersonate Keanu Reeves. All right. He's timeless. You can't impersonate him. But nonetheless, when he's awakened, he gets this, he gets like this shot in his back, which downloads jujitsu and basically everything he could need. I wish that's what happened. Like, I wish, you know what I mean? After service, you come up, meet with the prayer team, and they just, you know, they give you a shot and everything's taken care of. That's not how it works. In fact, see me if that does happen, because that, that's strange. <laughs> But a spiritual journey, it's, it's, it's a patient God forming himself into the lives of people. And here's what his expectation, his invitation of us is. Let's be patient with one another. Let's remember that people are in pain and that people are a process. There's a famous lady who's gone on to be with the Lord, and I'm not going to share her testimony. For some of you, you may have heard her name before. Her name's Corey Ten Boom. She was the one member of her family who, who survived the Holocaust during World War II. And she had a profound relationship with Christ and extended and offered forgiveness where, quite frankly, I, have, I don't see how I, I or any of us really could. And in one of her talks that she would give, she would give this analogy of tapestry. And there was an image, and it helped me. It was just on my mind as I thought about when I think of the term process. And a tapestry, they're a little dated now, but you would still, I think, enjoy them and seeing the image that is sewn. But like any tapestry, it has two sides. There's the one side that's seen, and there's the other side that's behind the scenes. Both need to be working in existence, because if you somehow took the back off, you would not have the front. And here's the image she would share. For you, the image on... The right, you can see it all mixed up. That's what it looks like from behind. Then on the other side is what it looks like in front. Paul, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, he says this, we're all God's workmanship. And so sometimes we encounter people, we encounter the parts of their lives that are on the left. Church world, there's a lot of the left. But can I also tell you, church world, there's a lot of the right. Here's the kicker. In the real world, there's a lot of the left. Like your boss probably has a lot of the left. If you're the boss, your employees have a lot of the left. Families, your children have a lot of the left. Children, your parents have a lot of the left. But can I tell you what's happening in the spiritual and what's being produced is what's on the right. That God is creating his image within us. And so patience is about daily living with the right perspective. It's about daily understanding that the people we interact with, I say this often, their interaction with us is probably the only Bible they're picking up all week. They're not here. They're not on the Bible plans. They're not watching Christian television, 
They're not listening to Way FM. They get you <laughs> and your witness and your life. Now, God's not asking you to fake it, be the pic- perfect picture. But what he is asking for you to do is to continue to be formed into his likeness and to extend that kindness to others, to extend that compassion to others. And here's the deal, to be patient with one another. I close with this last verse. It's my invitation and my encouragement. Colossians 3.13 Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Ephesians 4, I urge you, be humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. As a church culture, and as a pastor here, I want to see you finish well. As a Christian, I want to see you finish well. I want to see you fizzle out. I don't want to see you drop out. My hope and my prayer is that as a church culture, we spur one another on to be people who finish well. But know this, (laughs) it requires heavy doses of patience. But can I tell you, the one we serve models the way. Think of how much patience he's bestowed and given to each one of us times we mess up, the mistakes we've made, the promises we could never keep. Every time we come to God, what do we encounter? His love, His mercy, and His kindness. Amen. Aren't you grateful for a patient Heavenly Father today? So grateful for God. Listen, let's close together.